first pick in the 2022 NFL Draft. The Jacksonville Jaguars select Trophy Chase, Arizona. With the second pick in the 2022 NFL Draft, the Detroit Lions select Cody Smith, Houston, Texas. The Fantasy Draft Room is now on the clock. Welcome to the Fantasy Draft Room. I am Chase. You can find me on Twitter at Trophy Chase, TFDR. And as always, my man Cody, where can they find you at? As always, y'all can find me at Cody Smith, TFDR on Twitter. You can check out the joint account on YouTube at TFDR at the Fantasy Draft Room. You can check out the joint Twitter account at underscore TFDR. Check out the podcast at the Fantasy Draft Room, wherever you get your podcasts. If you want to listen to the audio-only form, should be tapping into the YouTube as well, though. Do the algorithm things over there. Do you got anything else to plug, Chase? Nope, just like and subscribe, baby. All right, yes. Well, let's get into it, fellow drafter skis. This is what we do. The fantasy draft room. We're just going to name you all different things, I guess, every single time. Shout out to Ty for getting me back on this one. Chase, what do we got on deck today? So it's the end of the season, right? Fantasy football is over, but it's not like this is the this is the grind. This is where things really kick off. And the first step we're going to get into is really assessing our rosters, what they look like what cuts we need to make, where we need to make some adjustments, maybe where we're out of roster construction and we, we maybe need to add wide receivers, quarterbacks. How can, we, how can we look at trades in that window? But today we're going to look at taking out the trash, right? We're going to get rid of anything, any roster clogger that's on our roster. Anyone that we're like, man, we, we held on to hope, thought this person was going to uh, give us an opportunity. They're getting axed. And we're actually going to go through a few teams live here make some cuts, kind of give you some examples of players that we just, there's no need to hold on to. We're going to look at lineup and best ball. So it's very important to note the difference in the two. And as we go through this, we'll kind of explain why, what we're looking for and, and who might be some ideal targets. Um, but first, like I said, the, we we're taking out trash, but so is the NFL, man. Uh, we got some firings going on here. Why what's going on? Why is this of interest? Man, it's of interest because it directly affects our game. We've got guys that are going to be playing in different offensive schemes next year. They're going to have different head coaches. They're going to be completely different systems next year, and it changes how we should view them in fantasy. You know, if you've got an offensive firing like we see in Tennessee where we've got Todd Downing, the offensive coordinator, getting canned, who do they bring in? We assume probably something close to the same lines where they try to ground and pound the ball and they just – can't ever get back into games because their offense isn't good enough to catch back up. But if they bring in somebody a little bit more creative, it could help somebody like Traylon Burks ascend to a next level if they bring in another quarterback as well, or even if they keep Ryan Tannehill. So those are the type of things you've got to be looking at and keeping attention to as we've seen multiple firings throughout the year. And we look to the future hirings coming into next year. So just to kind of run through real quick and that's spot on, uh, we have Arizona, Cliff Kingberry, Kingsbury getting canned. Uh, Steve Kime is stepping away kindly. Uh, he would have been fired anyway, so whatever. Matt Rule's already been out. He was the first fired. Nathaniel Hackett's out of Denver. Houston fired Lovey Smith. Uh, Frank Reich, Jeff Saturday, whatever's going on there. Uh, so I just kind of wanted to briefly touch on those. Then we had, like you said, Downing. GM got fired, but they kept Vrabel in Tennessee. So it's very intriguing to kind of see 
what these teams are going to do. Washington kept Ron Rivera, but they fired Scott Turner, which was really interesting in my opinion. And then you had Liam Cohen leaving for Kentucky, but yet Sean McVay still there. Sounds like he's not going to be there. And then obviously Mike LaFleur, they told he can, they want to fire him. Robert Sala won't let them fire him. So they told him to go shop for a job. Super freaking weird scenario. It sounds like, I mean, honestly, Sala might be on the chop block. If, if if they don't, if he doesn't like let him go or LaFleur doesn't find another opportunity, there's a good chance that Robert Sala's dug his heels in and he might get canned too. So this will be a really, it's the Jets, man. Like, I don't know, man. They do some weird stuff up there, <laughs> but man, I cannot see them firing Robert Sala. That defense is freaking awesome there with him. He's developed those guys up there. They've drafted super well. They've built up an incredible defense. I think it is. I don't know how much really you can blame on this offense. Mike LaFleur isn't the best, I don't think, you know, offensive coordinator in the league, but he's working with some garbage cans, a quarterback as well, that should probably be thrown out in the trash too, even though they're still going to be around. Uh, You know, the Mike fucking White Lightning's let me down. He's (laughs) probably not anything long-term. Sad to my heart, but – Zach Wilson there as well. Does he come in next year with the new offensive system again? That's going to be difficult for him if they are expecting him still to be the future, bringing in a new OC or I guess maybe still returning Mike LaFleur. I just don't see how this one comes back and he's still there next year. I think this is a done deal there. And and kind of what we talked about off air, like D'Amico Ryans is another defensive coordinator that was in San Francisco, which is where Mike LaFleur came from. Um, Something that I I feel like wherever D'Amico Ryans goes, that Mike LaFleur might follow another defensive coordinator he followed followed Salah to to the jets he may say hey you know what same kind of system something D'Amico ryan's is familiar with uh maybe they can run that offense wherever he gets hired i mentioned denver you you want him in houston <laughs> we're already fighting about head coaches uh, i want D'Amico. i don't want michael fleur <laughs> okay okay that's fair that's fair yeah no I, i'm just you know looking at those situations and, and we point these teams out because obviously there's fantasy players on these teams some of them not as relevant as others but indianapolis like you know they they f- bring in an offensive mind They're, they have a draft pick where they could get a quarterback this could impact things for for Pittman. um you know denver they have weapons. We thought that offense was going to be good. We saw it kind of had potential the last two weeks of the season without Nathaniel Hackett. Maybe someone comes in there. Arizona, they got weapons. Like Arizona is intriguing to me. I, I, I hope I'm not the only one with this because I got Kyler's sticking around. Oh, yeah. He's sticking around. Yeah, he probably won't be on the field week one from the injury reports no. timelines that we have right now. Somebody will be there, but it'll be interesting. They said, you know, he gets to have a hand in picking who their next head coach is. So, I mean, whenever you do sign a quarterback like that to a long-term contract, you can't really do much else other than try to trade him. Uh, But the organization of the front office still seems like they're pretty dug in with Kyler. Uh, They're trusting him to figure things out, and they're going to get a a head coach that should be a better fit with him. I don't really know how it's a better fit with him because they were kind of – the perfect quote unquote match whenever they first came together. <laughs> so we'll, we'll see who they bring in, but it'll, it'll be interesting there. I think the other interesting things we look through these teams, I mean, Kyler's one and Russ is the other one where, you know, that they're probably going to be the starting quarterbacks throughout next year, at least when healthy, all of the other ones, we're going to have a lot of quarterback movement. None of the quarterbacks are safe in any of these other positions, Carolina, Houston, Indy, Tennessee, Washington, New York jets, even, yeah. Who knows who their quarterback is going to be? And 
if you want to buy into that quarterback or buy into that rookie that they draft is probably going to be a little bit dependent on who they bring in as their offensive coordinator, who they bring in as the head coach. Do you like the system and do you like the scheme fit? That's going to be a lot of how we're evaluating these rookies as they come in. And, and and we talk about this like, you know, it is important to kind of know what what kind of scheme these offenses are and, and what players are in those systems. And we bring this up because in the end, good offenses, you want those players on your team, right? Bottom line, it sounds it's pretty basic math, right? Like if you're good at if you're good at football, you have a good offense. There's most likely they're going to be a good chunk of fantasy players that you want to roster and potentially start on your team. Um, and if you have a bad offense, it's pretty consolidated. You want the number one target. Maybe you want a running back and maybe you want the quarterback potentially like maybe, maybe just because they're a starter and because quarterback is scarce. That's pretty much it. But it is important to note because, you know, we talk about Russ. Russ is a prime example. Uh, everyone mentions that he was a scheme fit for what Seattle did. All of a sudden he has a new offense, a new head coach, and things didn't look the same. So what do they bring in around him? It, do they give him a offensive scheme and system that fits what he does well? So we'll find out uh, how kind of some of these things play out. And it is going to be a lot of observe observing because there's going to be a lot of movement just for coaching hires. Like you mentioned, quarterbacks going to be new there. And then you're going to have, obviously Carolina has talent deficiencies. A lot of these teams have talent deficiencies, right? Like, that's why they're losing their head coaches. <laughs> exactly. They're getting fired for a reason. So, again, it's just something to note, kind of look at as as the offseason goes on. Um, I don't know if you kind of saw some of, the, like, some of the interviews. Denver's looking at a lot of defensive guys. Carolina's looking at a lot of offensive guys. Makes sense as they're drafting a quarterback. Just something to note. Kind of take a look at those things. Take a look at where those uh, scheme fits were from and, and maybe what their coaching tree was. And that'll kind of give you an idea if maybe some of those guys are, are buys. Maybe you should go out there and, and get yourself, you know, LaVisca Chenault in, in, uh, in Carolina. Maybe you should go find yourself an Arizona wide receiver because it sounds like Arizona's trading DeAndre Hopkins. These are things to think about. You know, I'm not going to get player specific. You can do the math, but that's kind of the, some of the things we need to start looking at now. Yeah, I think you're spot on. There is one player, though, that I do want to talk about specifically because okay. I think it could be directly attached to the head coach and, and the offensive coordinator as well. We've heard him come out, say he's not retiring, but if Sean McVay leaves, he's not getting canned. He's not exactly you know taking out the trash as, as this segment was you know named and this show has been named. But if he leaves... Does Matthew Stafford actually reconsider his stance that he is coming back to the league next year? Because if you're going to tell me that he's coming back to that Rams team with as bad as it is without his head coach, without his offensive coordinator, it's that's a gross situation to come back to, man. And I don't know that if a injury, not, I guess not injury, he's injury prone. I'm going to say he's injury prone quarterback as he's advancing in age wants to come back to that situation. That's, not where I'd want to be if I'm coming back for like age 38 season. I think he is now. Yeah. Let me actually look this up. He is 34 years old. Holy crap. Why do I think he's that old? He is getting guaranteed money. Like he is not cuttable until the end of the 2025 season. I I'm with you. I feel like, I feel like it could be one of those. I mean, Cooper cup's going to be back. Like, they're not going to be a good team. I'm not going to sit here and say they're going to be a good offense, not even going to pitch that to anybody to 
try and sell them on that. But they brought in Allen Robinson. They still have him. I feel like surgery, getting healthy, all of those types of things are going to be a benefit for him because he's going to be healthy the last two years that he was, you know, this year he came into the year talking about elbow issues the year before he had shoulder and elbow issues and he made, made it work. He's played with worse teams in Detroit. And I think that's where it kind of gets me. I'm like, he's played with worse teams. Sneaky. I'm not going to sit here and say, go buy Matt Stafford. Not going to do that. We did that all last off season and burned the shit out of us. So, be cautious, but if you have Matt Stafford, maybe wait it out, see what happens. Can't be worse than him not playing most of the season. I mean, again, I, I, I'm a little more optimistic in terms of value bouncing back for some of these quarterbacks just because it's the quarterback position. And when they do bounce back, you're going to get some value. And don't you don't have to hold. Time to sell. Time to get out when you can. But I think Stafford will be around. But it will be interesting to see what kind of offense they do run, and if maybe Allen Robinson benefits, maybe Tyler Higby benefits, maybe they need an offensive line though. So there, there's a lot of holes there. A lot of holes. I mean, you would think maybe, man, if the offensive coordinator, like if Liam Cohn didn't go to Kentucky, they would probably just transition right into that head coaching job because you've been groomed by Sean McVay to run this offense. Great offensive mind. Hasn't obviously wasn't great this year, but more due to injuries all across the board for them would have been great. It's just I don't know if they have another guy who's ready and in the wings there in the organization. And that's going to be what one of the most interesting teams for me to watch this offseason is that Los Angeles Rams team. Isn't it isn't it telling to to you or I mean, it, it just makes me think that like if Lee, if Cohen, like if he's really willing to just leave to go to Kentucky, not that that's a bad school, but potentially like you know that you're not getting a head coaching gig you're not the one that's going to take over like there there were a lot of signs within that organization that something's up so yep definitely gonna be a fun one i'm have eyes on all these teams i really wish ron rivera got fired uh hate saying it i kind of like scott i like you know turner over over him but hey you know whatever uh we'll see what washington decides to do going forward with that team anything else you want to touch on when in regards to these nfl teams taking out the trash uh, any players specifically on any of these teams or anything you want to kind of touch on before we start diving into rosters here? No, I think there's not anything There's not anything specific that we can do at this time, man. It's just monitoring the situations, knowing where the holes are, knowing where you're going to be trying to you know, pay close attention to, trying to stay one step ahead of the rest of your league mates. If you are able to trade at this point, if you are able to make waiver claims at this point, that's what we're going to get into now uh, as, as if we can you know, trade. A lot of our teams are open. We do have some that are closed. We need to get those open as quickly as possible. Come on, dynasties year round. Let's go. It's it's ready. It's it's time to go already. But no, not not anything too specific. We just watch the situations and know what you're looking for. All right, man. Then let's dive into it. So we are going to be looking at the roster construction slash uh, taking out the trash teams, like you know players. And what are you looking for when it comes to cuts to make right now in January? In January, as you're looking at your roster, you're looking for what has been preached about by one of my favorite people in the, in the space, Scott Connor, Dynasty and Chill, Destination Dynasty on the Destination Debbie podcast radio. He is my number one go-to resource for roster construction, and I have morphed and, morphed and taken 
basically everything with roster construction that he does, I am almost 100% on board with. A couple of minor differences, but he is all about the fact of in the offseason, you trim the fat at wide receiver, especially if we're in lineup leagues. We're going to start with lineup leagues, and then we're going to try to finish out with a little bit of best ball twist and how those are different. But with lineup leagues, which is what probably most people are playing, you trim the fat at wide receiver. There's no reason that you should be holding guys like Will Fuller yet. Like there's some people that are going to be holding on to that yet. There's probably some teams that have like a Ben Roethlisberger for some reason just sitting around on their roster. And you're like, dude, like, do you even like, do you check your lineup? What are we doing here? And so it's guys like those. I mean, I'll, to be honest, I, I cut my T.Y. Hilton everywhere before the season and I would still cut T.Y. Hilton now. I don't, I don't care that he's on the Dallas Cowboys right now. T.Y. Hilton they're going to be replacing him probably at the wide receiver position. So there's guys like those that I will be taking off my rosters and then I'm trying to fill everything. If there's running backs available, that's probably the way you want to lean. Absolutely. And yes, 100% Scott Connor, check out destination dynasty um, on the destination Debbie podcast. And then also check out America's game, Scott Connor and uh, Eric Vanek. They do an incredible job of breaking down the rosters the 53 man the for every single team and i'm not even kidding you every single team checking out who might be potential uh guys to add so if you want to get player specific of of where players are on a depth chart looking at uh free agents to be and also looking at you know who's going to be leftovers on a roster that would be a great place to start um, so as you look at your team here, I know you mentioned some quarterbacks been roethlisberger i i know i have case keenum in, in a couple places where i've been holding on to him i'm cutting case keenum anyone kind of stand out to you as you go through uh this roster here kind of break us down what's what's the league uh start what and and break that stuff down for us all right yep so this is a league we're going into our second year just completed our inaugural year this is a fantasy playbook league that i started over with people over in yates's discord just go over there and check out all of his stuff that he does over there as well it is a super flex start 11 we have 30 man rosters and then you can have an additional five players if you have two on your ir and three on your taxi that's what i have i have a full 35 man roster right now and we're not open yet but we're just about to be as soon as we get all of our payments in so we're trying to i'm trying to plan through this one right now figure out who i need to be cutting and some of the guys if they're on waivers available guys i'm going to be picking up guys that I don't need to be rostering on here anymore. Uh, I'm not going to do any of the starters. I'm not going to go through those guys because obviously those guys are not getting cut. So we're just going to go down. We're going to go through my bench, see what guys stand out to us here as potential cut candidates and trimming the fat, taking out the trash on this roster. We're going to start it off at the quarterback position. I've got Jimmy G, Mitch Trubisky, and PJ Walker on this roster. Walker's got to go, man. Why am I holding PJ Walker yet? <laughs> <laughs> I, a lot of this is going to be admitting faults that we have within our own roster constructions. Cause yeah. you know, when you're running leagues, you, you slip up sometimes and whenever you can be making waiver claims, you know, there's like, I should have dropped this guy as soon as I got eliminated from the playoffs in this league, even before this, like I should have been dropping PJ Walker and picking up something else, something else that could have been providing me value before my roster's locked. And I couldn't make these waiver claims anymore. This is what we need to do. We need to be even more proactive with this next year. And it's a main takeaway that I have coming into this offseason as we're now going into the NFL playoffs and finishing up our fantasy playoffs. So PJ Walker's got to go. Mitch Trubisky's an interesting one for me. I could paint the picture where I could cut him. Yeah, I'm with you. I, I'm holding. Personally, I'm going to hold him. I have him in a couple places, and I'm just going to hold and and wait. He may be a cut at some point. Right now in January, I'm willing to just hold 
just because I'm not sure, you know, what else is going to be out there. And, uh, and who knows it's, you know, immediate backup potential for him to, to crack that lineup, um, and, and have value. How much value? Who knows? A third, you might, you might be able to get a third form if he starts a game or something, but yeah, he's a guy that I could, I could paint a picture of being droppable or starting again for a team based, based on just situation. The only argument that I'd have to make make him be a cut candidate, he is still signed in Pittsburgh through 2023. Yeah. And with the state of that offense, I'm not sure they want to be holding the backup there. You've got a really young guy in Kenny Pickett's that's probably lowering his injury risk throughout the offseason. And then even if, like, do I really need to go out and go to the waiver wire and scrounge up a Mitch Trubisky share for four games to start the season? I didn't even want to start him this season whenever I was actually a little bit happy to have Mitch Trubisky at the start of my season. He wasn't any good then. So, like, I think he's he's right on the borderline of cut candidate. I think there's probably some quarterbacks that we'll get into a little bit later that I would actually rather have than a Mitchell Trubisky as a backup on my roster going into the offseason. All right, uh, let's keep it, keep it rolling. Who else are you going to be cutting on that team? All right, now here we've got our gross, gross running backs to round out this bench. Matt Breida, Josh Kelly, Tony Jones, Rick. I always forget his first name, actually. Raheem Blackshear, Justin Jackson. So who are you cutting? Because running back for me is interesting, right? Like this is where these are guys that potentially could crack. I mean, we saw Blackshear have opportunities uh, this year and and put up, you know, a couple. Again, lineup league is different. This is lineup. So I, I'm trying to keep my mindset in lineup. How often are you actually going to be starting these guys? Do they have any, in, you know, trade value for you or could they have any trade value are you cutting all of them i just want to find out like what, what are you doing with those guys i'm not cutting a single damn one all right i'm holding every run. single one of okay. them it's lineup league and if i can take any of these guys they don't know all of their contract situations specifically but if they get signed anywhere they can become a part of an offense even a josh kelly like you're perfectly fine i'm perfectly fine rostering josh kelly throughout all of the season because austin eckler goes down due to injury joshua kelly becomes a viable starter for two three weeks however long austin eckler's out the only one that i'd really think about cutting would be tony jones because yeah. i don't think he showed me anything even whenever he was in seattle i'd be looking at different running backs to try to replace tony jones but if i can't find anything i'm perfectly fine still holding a tony jones share because he's a running back he has a pulse, like like they say, like Scott Cotter and Eric Vanek say on their podcast. If they have a pulse and they're on a 53-man roster, they can be on my fantasy roster throughout the offseason. Don't care. Absolutely. And and that's why I'm not gonna I wouldn't fight you on that. I think I would Tony Jones might be the one I'd be like, eh. But uh but again, I, I'm in some leagues that I have like 40 man lineups, and you know, it's just unreal. And so you you are you're rostering a bunch of guys that just could. Right, like Tony Jones could, like you could paint the picture. It it's a it better be a damn good picture, but you got it, it could happen. So yeah, I'm with you on that. So let's skip through the running backs. We we'll, we'll kind of dive into that as we go through a couple more rosters here. What wide receivers are you getting into? All right, wide receivers. I've got too many of them. I don't like this roster construction. <laughs> to be honest, I want more running backs. So those these are probably going to be my first cuts out of this group. Isaiah McKenzie, Chris Moore, Juwan Jennings, Michael Gallup, Van Jefferson, Alec Pierce, Alan Lazard, T.Y. Hilton. Out of that group, first ones that stick out to me, T.Y. Hilton and Chris Moore are definitely the first two that stick out to me. And then past that, man, my, my heartstrings pull for Van Jefferson. Oh, no, actually, we have DeAndre Carter, too. He's out. So 
probably have three cuts there as I'm looking at it firsthand. DeAndre Carter, Chris Moore, and T.Y. Hilton. I'm fine cutting all of those guys right now to either add running backs, add tight end depth, or add quarterback depth. I would rather not hold on to the wide receiver four or five. That's never going to crack my lineup. Almost never going to crack my lineup. Yep, absolutely agreed. Uh, DeAndre Carter's got to go. I feel like the rest of them, I mean, yeah, like you said, I think there's some upgrades and things like that you can look at. But right now, just looking at, at cuts, Carter's Carter's out. Yeah. No need. You'll, you'll be able to pick him up if he has any value at any point later on. Otherwise, he's just clogging your spot, your roster spots until, you know, the season starts. Exactly. And let's wrap it up. I'm going to go through my tight ends and then Perfect. IR and taxi as well. Yep. Darren Waller, Tyler Conklin on my bench. Both of those keep no matter what. Um, I don't even think this is a tight end premium league and I'd keep both of those guys no matter what. <laughs> They're not getting cut. On my IR, I have Trey Lance. One goes out to Trey Lance and this team because kind of killed my roster and killed my season. But then we have Kyle Phillips, Brevin Jordan, Chris Evans, and Khalil Shakir. Out of those four, I can easily see myself cutting Kyle Phillips, Brevin Jordan, and Khalil Shakir day one of the off. Is I could cut them tomorrow. I would not care. Yeah. I, uh, yes. Yep. With you. Get rid All of them. Right. Gone. <laughs> now, you can cut, guys. That's perfectly fine. Yes. You can figure out your cuts. You can figure out your cuts pretty easily. You look at wide receivers that – wide receiver four, wide receiver five on most teams, wide receivers that are going to get replaced. You're looking at tight ends that don't ever see the field, especially in this league where it's not a tight end premium. I have no need to keep carrying on the hope for Brevin Jordan to finally do anything in this league. So what you have to do, though, is you have to find somebody to replace these guys. And so I went to the waiver wire, scoured a few names before we jumped on here. And you mentioned one name at the start of this that you said you were probably going to be cutting that I'm actually going to start off with the quarterback position. And if I can get myself some Case Keenum, I'm perfectly fine rostering Case Keenum, especially over what I have, like PJ Walker right now. I'd roster him over Mitch Trubisky right now. Man, I don't know. Yeah. I, yeah, uh, I don't know. I, I think it depends on the situation. It depends on my team and, and how what my roster construction is. Um, I, I have him in and I have case Keenum in a couple of places. Again, I, sometimes I neglect the roster. Like I, I focus up top and I don't really focus on the core of my team. Yeah. You know, I could, I could make the argument for it personally. I'm just, I have no need. I don't think case Keenum is going to get an opportunity, uh, to start. He's going to be a backup. And I feel like as a backup, I feel like he's just going to take up a, a, a place on my roster where, I could add somebody of value that could crack my lineup. And I, I just don't, I don't think he's going to be in competition to start, I guess is where I'm looking for. The only thing that I'll say about it is one, I think he could have a shot to become a bridge quarterback. If somebody has rookie training camp injury, they need somebody to come in and fill in for a couple of weeks. I think Case Keenum could actually do that for somebody. He's a pro, he's a vet, knows offenses, gets with the right offensive coordinator that maybe he's played for in the, in the past. I think he could do that. He is an unrestricted free agent right now, but he could easily be resigned in Buffalo. And if he's resigned in Buffalo, I'm definitely rostering him everywhere. He should be on rosters everywhere because we're not going to say the unspeakable of what could happen there to the starting quarterback. But if something were to happen, like say a, a Kyler Murray type of injury in the offseason happens, then you have the backup. And Case Keenum in that situation, I think definitely would be the backup. And I want the quarterback of the of the Buffalo bills goodness i almost said like buffalo raiders or something there that was bad but i want that quarterback if there it does happen to be an injury 
So that, that's yeah. the only reason that I'll be rostering Case Keenum. Another one, same exact situation, Chad Henney. Same exact I, situation over in KC. I have zero cares. I'm dropping both those dudes. I, and right. I feel like I feel like both of those dudes, like I get it. I get it. Like I get the concept behind it. And but I just feel like they're gonna be guys that you know you you will battle on waivers. Like we had the, the scare this year with Josh Allen, right? There was that one week where it was like, oh my gosh, his shoulder, what's going to happen? And like we bid on Case Keenum and we bid like I think it was like 40 bucks or something like that, and we we're just like fuck it we're gonna go get this guy we had no one else bidding on him we had no one else bid on and so so that's where i'm like man i i can get him on waivers and 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 if it's a i guess it depends upon how serious the injury is i'm just not banking on that man like i just don't want to waste a, a roster spot if i'm in roster proper roster construction if i have enough starting quarterbacks or enough quarterbacks that i feel are of value I don't feel like I need to roster any of those guys, but if it is deep enough league where I have, you know, I guess you do have 30 spots, right? You said you have 30 spots in this league, 30, 35. If you count IR and taxi, in yeah, that type I, of I could, league, I want to be rostering in the off season, probably five to six quarterbacks. And that would get me there. If I'm cutting Mitch Trubisky and if I'm cutting PJ Walker, all I'd right, rather you know, have those two shots. You're right. I, I, I could, you can talk me into it. You can talk me into it into the deeper leagues All know, right. when it comes to that. All right. All right. I think that's <laughs> enough for quarterback. There's some other guys out there looking looking around. Those are the type of guys that I'm looking for. Other guys that could potentially get a shot. I know Jacoby Brisket is on some waivers yes. in some places. He's one that I would immediately be rostering. He could get a spot. He could get a job somewhere. Um, the Gardner Minshews probably are have been picked up. Stuff like that. Quarterbacks like that. I think I'm about done on like the Teddy Bridgewater experience and guys like that. Tyrod Taylor, I might be done with. There's other guys that I think I could be targeting. Um, another one that I think I chalked up was possibly Nick Mullins in Minnesota. It's another one where possibly could see some yeah. starting time somewhere, or maybe a replacement in Minnesota as well. And I think that's about all I have for the quarterback position with this exact league. Moving into the running backs, though, this is where you want to find guys. And I found Before three you- really good ones. Let's go. What you got? Before you dive into your running backs, I, I, since we you, you talked about the ads, we talked about the drops. I am curious: are there any, uh, maybe one or two trade candidates that that you might be like looking for based upon value right now? I know we're looking purely at ad drops, but I, I, I kind of wanted to know since we touched on quarterback, what kind of trade possibilities? Who who might be in store for a bounce back? Who's you know who can you zig while everyone's zagging? There's a couple of guys that I have that I've been kind of pot compiling a list where when I start, whenever I start, you know, getting back in those trade DMs, we're going to be sending out some, <laughs> we're going to be sending out some looking for some, uh, looking for some guys, quarterback, Brock Purdy, Derek Carr are probably my two main ones. Um, those, those two, Derek Carr, I think is criminally undervalued right now. He, I don't see a world where he doesn't wind up being a starter somewhere. It's not going to be in Las Vegas but I don't see a world where he's not one somewhere because there's too much, there's too much quarterback needy teams and they aren't going to fill them all through the draft. Is he better than a lot of guys? No. Is he worse than a lot of guys? No. So like he's going to find, he's going to find a job somewhere. Brock Purdy, man, um, he's one. I don't know how much his trade value is going to be right now, how much you're going to have to send. But if he gets the NFC Championship game, Super Bowl, wins him a Super Bowl, it is going to get hot in the kitchen in San Francisco. And I want the possibility of what that share could become. 
Um, those those are my two guys there. Wide receivers, uh, Hollywood is probably we'll, we'll what I'm get, looking We'll at. get to wide receivers when you get to the drops on the wide receivers. I just wanted to touch on those real quick. I got you. I say it's like, I'm with you on Carr. I'm with you on, I'm with you on both of those. Like I, Zero issues whatsoever. The ones I would throw in. I don't think you can buy Kyler cheap, even though he's hurt. But um, I know I'm going to pound the table for Russell freaking Wilson. Never but like, his value so low right it, now. You are right. People just people just shit on him. The dude's got a fucking contract. Like, I know we're not going to just play the, oh, he's a starter in the NFL thing, but come on. Like, he's a starter in the NFL. And he was a QB1. And and if they bring in the right coach, we've, we just saw him, you know, show that he's not washed up. So I'm interested in him. Kenny Pickett, if they get an offensive line in front of him, I don't think he has QB1 upside, but I feel like for the price that you can pay for Kenny Pickett, he'd be a good, a good buy candidate as well, um, simply because people aren't super stoked about what Kenny Pickett is. So uh, any last things you want to dive on and let's jump right into running back. No, I'm just going to jump right. right into, I'm cool. going to talk about the ads that I found in this league at the running back position. A couple of guys that maybe didn't have the greatest showing at the end of the season, some backup running backs that could have some positions open up in front of them started off with Tristan Ebner was getting yes. o- overplayed by Darrington Evans at the end of this year. Uh, that's bad. It's bad whenever you're getting overplayed by Darrington Evans. Doesn't give me the most confidence in the rookie, but we could see Dave Montgomery leave the situation. Darrington Evans, I believe, is on a one-year contract. And then all you have is Khalil Herbert, who's coming off of season-ending IR. So we're not season-ending. I think he came back in the last game. I don't know. Anyway, yeah. yeah. So Tristan Ebner was one of them that I definitely wanted to pick up. Kenny Nguanu was another one. Alexander Madison is becoming a free agent there. Dalvin Cook's becoming older. Kenny Nguanu, I mean, he had the uh, kick return touchdown run back as well. He's a great special teams player. He's going to be on the team. I think he could see an increased workload going into his second year. Then we get gross. Then, then we get gross because it's, they, they're running backs and they have a pulse. Mike Davis and Royce Freeman. Oh, And it sounds disgusting, man. It absolutely sounds disgusting, but at the end of the day, what are the chances that I get a spot start out of one of those guys compared to a guy like DeAndre Carter, compared to a guy like T.Y. Hilton? Like I need to be cutting those guys because if these running backs do wind up in the right position, I can actually start them in a lineup. I'm never starting those wide receivers outside of like this year, Chris Moore. He did eventually get there. He got to be started starting relevant however the path for that to be there next year as well whenever they can bring in a fresh group of wide receivers they can bring in a rookie i don't think that's going to be there next year yeah no argument there and i feel like just just trying to find bodies in the running back position that could be on the 53-man roster is really where it's at um in that league specifically because it is you know it is going to be drier waivers simply because you are deeper right like you know there's not going to be as much available um and i'm not going out and trading for anyone in particular when it comes to to trying to fill my roster um i i will explore that later but right now it's just purely ad drops figuring out who could take advantage of the upcoming free agency upcoming uh nfl draft and who could you know benefit from that and again these guys may end up getting cut at some point right like you're adding them for hope and if hope doesn't pan out here in the next few months yeah they might be on the chopping block again but who cares you're you're flipping bodies to find value that's the whole goal right 
Exactly. Whatever they do start, you go and you can try to flip them for a third for somebody else who does need a spot start. If they do get cut, they don't get a roster spot, they don't get signed early in the offseason, then go find the guy who did because he's going to be available on waivers too. I mean, you have Bam Knight, who is becoming a regular starter down the end of the season, and he was a practice squad guy for the entirety of the year. Running backs find play, they find ways to crack your lineup. And these bottom five, six wide receivers on the team, they just don't. And that's why we're converting these rosters, flipping them over, trying to find the value that can actually crack the lineup, that can actually be worth trade picks when we get into next year or throughout this offseason, whatever that might be. Yep. Love it. Love it. So let's dive in. I, I, I know we have a couple other teams that we want to touch on. We'll, we'll touch on those here, you know, as well, but I, I did want to uh, j- just have, I'll have you continue on and we'll get into the trade candidates for, for some of these positions later, if that works for you. Yep. That works. I don't really have much else at this one wide receiver. There ain't nobody else that I want to even touch with the 10 foot pole on those waivers. I'm just, I would just be adding roster cloggers and cutting roster cloggers and it would just be the same thing each way. Yep. Don't really want to do that tight end. This isn't a tight end premium league for this one, um, so I'm not adding any of those guys. That's another roster clogger position. If it's not a tight end premium league, you probably only want to be rostering three or four and probably only within the top 24 at the position because outside of that, those are other guys that are just not hitting your lineup. Like I don't care about rostering Brock Wright right now. You're just never going to know when to actually – start them like right like that's what it comes down to even right down the stretch there because they traded tj hawkinson like you're like maybe like one of those tight ends ended up popping but you're just never going to know which week it is and it, and it sucks knowing that feeling but yeah i'm with you 100 percent on that yep just not in tight end premium league so that's all that i got with this league if you want to move in what are your rosters we can break down that one or if we want to move into some of those trade candidates whatever you whatever you got I'm going to jump into this one real quick here, and then we can go. I want to do your best ball, and then um, and then we can go into trade candidates here at the end. We'll we'll touch on those quarterbacks again if needed. Uh, so this one here uh, actually won the championship in woohoo. Um, <laughs> so that that always feels good. So it's a good team, but it is a start eleven, super flex tight end premium one point seven five, and then the bench is actually only eleven. So it's a twenty two man roster, and then I have five taxis. So 27 total, I guess, technically. Okay. Uh, so not terrible, but but again, so there's not a lot of fat to trim. But if, when I tell you my championship roster had Mitch Trubisky on the bench, I am going to hold him just, just in case. There's really – I'll explore options, but I think it's one of those things where I'm not just going to cut him and drop him, right? Like if there's an ad that I'm like, ah, my roster is kind of full – let me go add this guy. I'll drop Trubisky, but I'm going to hold him for now. Kevin Harris at the running back position uh, for the New England Patriots. You know, we Damian Harris is leaving. We saw a little bit of run with with Kevin Harris, uh, Pierre Strong, and Ramondre towards the end of the year. He's an injury away, right? Like it, it doesn't feel good to just have him on my bench, especially 22 man rosters or 22 ro- like roster spots, like close for me because it is kind of specific but i'm gonna hold him for now the wide receivers though i'm actually really thin i'm out of roster construction on this one here i'm top heavy but Corey davis kenny galladay ben skoranek yeah two of those guys should have been cut during the season (laughs) i'm this is another one we while we were while we were prepping. Corey Davis is another one of those guys that I have on a couple of rosters, and he's just clogging up my IR spot. Yeah, like 
why why am I leaving him in my IR, IR spot? Whatever, I'm making cuts from people that could actually contribute to my team, and I could move somebody else to the IR. Like I even I think I forgot to even mention on that one. Like Kyle Phillips, like why is he in my IR spot? There's no reason that I should be rostering him still. Drop him, add somebody else to the IR spot, and pick up one of those running backs or one of those quarterbacks or in tight end premium leagues, pick up a dart throw tight end. But it's I mean, just so much better than having that. Corey Davis is 28 years old. He's on his second contract. The thing, the, the thing with Corey Davis is he gives you hope every year. Like he gives me, like he get not just this past season, but the year before that. Like he had some games with with Zach Wilson. And you're just like, oh, wow, look, they might actually have a connection. This might actually work out. And then this year, the first first four games of the year, he he had, what, 77, 83, and then a 74-yard game, a couple touchdowns, and you're like, man, maybe they can put something together. And then all of a sudden, the wheels just fall off. And then Zach Wilson became the quarterback again. Right? It, that, that was the problem. Zach Wilson wasn't the quarterback. I, I, there's lots of problems. It's the Jets. So, yep. I think Ben Skronik done. Kenny G, I, I'm done with that experiment as well. I'm gonna. I, what I'll do though with Kenny Galladay is I'm going to wait and see how this offseason plays until like I'm not gonna cut him today. I'm gonna spam force. I'm gonna see if I can get someone to just bite and be like, yeah, I believe in Kenny Galladay, and, and if I can try to get it, I will. Just name value, right? Same thing. Corey Davis, it's name value. People still have whatever belief they have, but yep. yeah, if, if I can't get anything, gone. Um, tight end room. I'm not, this is my bench tight end. So Austin Hooper, Tyler Conklin, Josiah DeGuara, and then Brock, Wright. What's, are you playing tight end premium? Is this league tight end premium? It is 1.75 tight end premium. It okay. Is. So there is a, a significant premium. I'm not dropping Conklin. Love Conklin. Have him in a ton of places. Uh, Austin Hooper. Uh, I, I think keep, you got to hold it. Yeah, I keep believing uh, Chig may take over there, so we'll see. Josiah DeGuar, I keep thinking, but I think Josiah DeGuar is the one I'm cutting, and then Brock Wright. Like, I think both those dudes just got to go. Even though it's tied in premium, I have Kittle, and I also have uh, – let me scroll up here. I have Kittle and Hawkinson. Kittle and so, Hawkinson. Yeah, I, I would still probably keep Brock Wright in that format, man. Like a 1.75 is heavy enough for me until they find it, like until they actually replace him. That's true. Because there's nothing else on the roster. I I think you hold him until you see if they do anything at the tight end position. But you mentioned where we find roster cloggers is our IR and our taxi. And my goodness, I just stash dudes and I'm just like, what the hell am I doing? Like Demetric Felton. I should have cut him before the year even started. I shouldn't have wasted a taxi spot. I should have just let his ass go. Had the entire year to... I, I could have added somebody else to that spot. I had an entire roster spot wasted all year where I could have added anybody throughout the year. Right? Like, I could have added Brock Purdy. I could have added Zonovan. I could have added some of those players because I would have put somebody else in taxi and I would have had a free spot, right? Do you actually have your taxi open up in that league? So I would have, I would have, I left him on taxi before the year because I had to lock it. So I locked him on my taxi prior to the year starting. Oh, okay. So we should have done that. We're just a different should, player. Yeah. There was no Felton. reason yeah. for me to have Demetric Felton on my roster going into the season. And I think that's the thing. So Noah Gray, Jarrett Patterson, no reason. They drafted B Rob. There was no reason for going into the season that I could have, should have kept him. They brought back JD McKissick. Like he was fourth on the death chart. Yeah. You, whatever. Paint the picture of him going there. I, I should have just dropped him in this guy's format, in my opinion. 
Um, but yeah, I kept Snoop Connor, DJ Dallas. Again, it's all a lot of running backs. Those guys are fine. I, th- I think you're okay with most of those guys. Even Jarrett Patterson to a degree, I can see. However, I can yeah. I can understand if you would pro- if you could find somebody better at either the rookie or sophomore level. I assume that's what your taxi, taxi yeah. is in this one. There's probably something else out there that could have been better, but I, I don't think that one's egregious by any means. I think the thing with this league, because it is 22 man rosters, is that it like limited my ability throughout the year. And like, if I could have picked up Brock Purdy, and like, I got lucky. Like, the fact that I won the chance, like, just so you know, I had Lamar on this team hurt down the stretch there. Russell Wilson was my quarterback. That was my quarterback. Like, that was it. I, I Jimmy G was hurt and out for the year. dude i was running on fumes but i i think this this is something we'll talk about later on this offseason you don't always need quarterback to win championships so anyways that finishes up that roster um let's dive into your best ballers or anything you want to touch on before we move on to that no if you want to touch on any ads that you could possibly get during that league if you did any waiver wire scouring if not we can just jump in we're running a little bit over on time even though we didn't think we'd be this far in 45 minutes already goodness uh but yeah i can i can run into royal rumble as well and we can yeah let's, talk let's about just dive one. into rumble because th- there are some guys and it but it, because this is a shallower starting lineup league it's big like honestly Melbourne you're gonna Gordon, have a lot yeah, oh, yeah a lot so there's a lot that i can add and it's not necessarily as pertinent to everybody so yep basically the same thing stands though right even yep. in that shallow of a league by your running backs get deep wide receivers off your team I will immediately go add Melgo like just just because like I want to see where he goes if there's an opportunity and if it doesn't happen I can cut him again so yeah let's dive into Rumble here all right so this is Royal Rumble our main league our favorite Woo! league by far over Man, with the Destination Devi guys just did a dispersal draft in there as well that was a bunch of fun to watch and so we've actually got you know on those is a bunch of waivers and this is where it is our best ball league this is our main best ball league we're doing a bunch of them and that's why you said earlier we got to get out of that mindset of like some of these wide receivers because whenever you start playing best ball the strategy changes you can actually take these dart throws at wide receiver roster them and it's not the worst thing in the world there are guys like you know like a dj dallas uh, tony jones that i'm not going to be rostering where i would be rostering them in a deep lineup league i'm not going to be rostering them in a deep best ball league but again with this it's a 14 team league in royal rumble it's two copy 28 teams so it's essentially a 14 team league but it's actually pretty short for it being 14 teams only 25 roster spots and then you get three irs and so 28 by 14 you're looking at you know it's probably your standard like 12 team 30 i think that math i believe 28 to 30 yeah right so We'll run through this roster. We'll see where I need to trim some fat on this roster. I went into full tank mode. So there's a lot of waiver wire guys on here that I was trying to backfill with the rest of my roster while I was accumulating picks. Some of these guys do need to go for the sake of my own self, because these waivers are open. I will not be talking about any ads here. And because you are also (laughs) competing against me in that league, can't give away any trade secrets, but I can talk about some guys that I should probably be cutting or putting on the block for anybody who wants to give me a fourth, any future fourth, any of these guys should be gone. So running through the roster, we've got Jacoby Brisket, Derek Carr, Jimmy G, Mac Jones, and Cooper Rush. Cooper Rush, I I had some like weird fantasy that he could actually like garner starting, like right. maybe be a bridge quarterback for somebody else. And I think it was a little bit because 
you remember that point of time whenever Dallas was saying, we don't want Dak Prescott back. We want Cooper Rush to be our Cooper starter. Cooper Rush kept winning games for whatever reason. Yeah, like I, and I, I, I can appreciate that. I can appreciate it. But there's probably going to be some better quarterbacks that I could roster that could possibly have a shot to start at the beginning of next year, could possibly land in a better spot over this offseason. Cooper Rush is probably one. I picked him up on a like flyer chance here a little bit ago, but I could probably switch this one out for somebody else. Yeah, 25-man rosters. Cooper Rush, I'm... I'm good passing on. There's there's other backups I'd rather roster, like you said. No, but I would like just for roster construction in this best ball league, with I when I don't have a strong quarterback room with Brisket, Carr, Garoppolo, and Jones, I do I do think I want a fifth one. That way I just have a shot to see if I can pick somebody up. Um again, picking up brisket in this league. I have a lot of Jimmy G. I'm just noticing that one. But moving out of the quarterback room, let's move into the running back room here. It's Chase Edmonds, Daryl Henderson, Khalil Herbert, Joshua Kelly, Jarek McKinnon, Kenny Nguanu, Damian Pierce, Isaiah Spiller, and Jalen Warren. I actually like all of those guys. I am not. Yeah, all of those guys I think are perfectly fine in best ball. I think the closest one for me is probably Daryl Henderson. Yeah, but even him, I think he can get a job somewhere, become a contributor, and be a part of an offense. Yeah, and, and again, this is this is January. It, you know, it's okay to be patient with some people just to see if they do sign, get it, get the opportunity, right? Like the opportunity we're looking for, and that they may end up being post NFL draft cuts or post free agency cuts. But yeah, right now, I'd say that entire running back room, man, like I hold that shit. I don't really have any burners in the running back room, and so I'm fine just holding on to some of the shots. It's where I sold off a lot of my pieces. Damian Pierce, I think, is probably going to be the best piece going into the next offseason. So take the shots and see if a couple of these guys can carve out a role in one of their prospective offenses going into the next year. Yep. Moving then to the wide receiver room. I'm light on wide receiver, though. That is one of my issues, I think, in my roster construction for a best ball league. I have Randall Cobb, Nico Collins, Chris Godwin, Richie James, Chris Olave, LaVisca Chenault, and MVS. Who are you? Are you cutting Richie James? Like, are you going to wait to see what they do? I mean, it sounds like Isaiah Hodgins has definitely carved out an opportunity for himself there. But like Richie James, man, I know that I know that Isaiah Hodgins carved out a role there, but so did fucking Richie James. Like down the stretch. Six targets, three targets, nine targets, five targets, 11 targets, seven targets. Putting up three 20-point games in the last five weeks. You were not wrong. Uh, I I think I'm going to keep him. He's probably eventually going to be a cut. Whenever they do, probably bring in some wide receiver free agents. They might draft a guy. Eventually, he might get to the point where he's a cut candidate, but I'm not going to do it yet, I don't think. Best ball. Best ball. Like you don't need to start him in this league and, and with the way your, your lineup currently is, or your roster currently is like, yeah, man, like if, if, if you want to hold on to Richie James, cause he's, he could potentially drop you 20 point games. And we talk about, talk about all the time. If you can get 20 points, 20 plus points, that's what you're looking for. And so if he's going to give you three weeks of that or more, Hey, if he gives you one, like, you know, you'll, you'll be happy with it at this point, but he is someone that you're going to be monitoring. Like you said, moving forward yep. as you, as you, this offseason proceeds. I think that's it. The only other one I had a question on here was probably Randall Cobb, just because he is old as dust. 
Um, he is actually still under contract. I just looked it up. He's still under contract for 2023. I'm going to keep him because, because if he's still attached to Aaron Rodgers, if Aaron Rodgers does leave or come back, he has you spike see, weeks. You see that hug? You see that hug and down walking down the tunnel between Aaron Rodgers and Randall Cobb? That was that was Aaron Rodgers patting that man on the back like man we had a good run this was so this was so much fun i love playing with you you know good luck for the rest of your life like we'll touch base when i retire like rogers isn't retiring randall cobb's done that dude i'm pretty sure he's 33 years old if i'm not mistaken like he will be 33 by the next season yeah man you know what's gonna happen though if rogers leaves he's bringing randall cobb with him because he's already done it once he's gonna force that team to bring randall cobb with them I'm gonna be irrational here. I'm gonna hold Randall Cobb. Okay. All right. That's hey, that's that's perfectly fine. I mean, I'm telling you it's I, irrational though. If if you find someone on waivers, I will say if you find someone on waivers that you he's probably my first cut. Pl- okay, good. I'm really happy to hear that. It's probably my first <laughs> cut. Or one of these tight ends. It is a 1.75 tight end premium, I believe, in here. So yes, decently heavy premium. I've got John Bates, Juwan Johnson, Dalton Schultz, and Tommy Tremble. The only one I think I could cut is Bates because I've been holding out hope for John Bates to freaking become something for a long while now. And it's not, I don't think it's ever going to happen at this point. I've lost the luster has been lost on me. I think I can find another dart throw tight end that I would rather have more than John Bates. Yeah. I'm with you. Like I, man, I, I keep, I keep holding on to hope. And, and I did the same thing with Josiah DeGuara, you know, just those, those, fringy tight ends that like you like whether it's the athletic profile you like something about them the potential for opportunity man i picked Bates up like two times this year and dropped him both times if you, you can pick him back up again i feel like you'll you'll be in in the opportunity you'll have the opportunity to do that especially in a league where there's two copies let me look and see if the other copy is actually being rostered right now and yeah. he is not He's still yeah, a free agent. So, yeah, that's the best cuttable. thing about a two copy league when with something like so this. Good. Like, you can you can look at your team and be like, okay, is anyone else rostering this person? All right, no, I can let him go then. Like, it's not a big deal. <laughs> and the other Randall Cobb copy is still rostered. I think I actually sent the previous Randall Cobb copy to Adam in that league, and then I picked yep, up the did. other Randall Cobb copy. So I've traded one copy and picked up the other one. So you know he holds some sentimental value to me. Wrapping up this roster, though, I've got my IR slots. We've got three IR slots. I've got Rashad Penny, Tim Patrick, and Zach Ertz. All keeps, in my opinion. I'm fine rostering all of those guys in the next year. Yep. At least waiting to see. You know, Ertz will wait for some news on what's, you know, obviously it's an ACL, you know, at his age. Maybe he retires. Who knows? But uh, wait for news. He he was so freaking good. And this tight end premium, you're absolutely holding that. So I'm with you 100%. I don't have as many players to run through in Rumble. I just wanted to ask you about a couple of them just to kind of get your thoughts and opinions on. Obviously, I have Ertz as well in that one. Um, I don't want to ro- you know roster bait uh, since since I won this league and I was super deep. Uh, <laughs> but Robert Tanyan, are you are you keeping Robert Tanyan? Oh, yeah, Robert Tanyan's keep. Uh, I believe they could easily. I've seen a lot of Michael Mayer projected to Green Bay in the draft. And that would be very nice, especially if Rodgers does decide to stay. Even if he doesn't, I think it's still probably a good fit scheme-wise for this offense. Um, But Robert Tanyan, we've seen seen him be all right before. Um, 
let me look at his contract situation as well. I'm talking through this too, but I think I think Tanyan, yeah, age at tight end though. I'm not really too worried about that. I think these guys can produce. (laughs) Yeah, he's just about to peak. He's on the uh, Zach Ertz path. He is under contract with Green Bay for five hundred thousand dead cap. If that matters. Um, they're probably going to hold him as a backup then, even if they do draft a tight end. So I think he's one to monitor. I'd like it if he was elsewhere, probably, because I think he can still be big and catch touchdowns, especially in a yeah. baseball league. So I think I'm fine still rostering him. I don't think I'm going to cut him. I just don't think there's probably going to be anything better on the waivers in this shallow of a league. Yeah, I think I think you're right, though. I, I think hold on to him with a tight end premium. It gives me depth. I'm comfortable doing it, at least waiting it out for a little bit longer to see how that team proceeds. Uh, wide receiver, obviously, I have I have some studs, but like Mac Hollins, Mac Hollins is a free agent. He performed very well. He had some spike weeks this week this year in best ball, which which I needed at times. Twenty eight, I think he's going on. Yeah, twenty eight, going on twenty nine. You have any hope for him to duplicate? I mean, do you just wait and see? Do you hold him or do you let him go? Duplicate? I don't have any hope for him duplicating. <laughs> I think that was a that was a one year hell wonder. of an outstanding year, one year wonder. The thing is, this wide receiver free agent class is so freaking weak that he's going to get paid by somebody and probably going to be an integral part of an offense somewhere with a bad team. Whether that translates to fantasy points or not is to be seen, but he will have a job in my opinion, and he will be probably a top three wide receiver on a team more than likely because somebody's going to have to pay him. They're going to look at his, they're going to look at this year of production from him and say, "Hey, I think we could implement that in our offense." Like I said, whether it'll happen or not, I don't really think there's a high probability of it, but I think he will still hold value and possibly contribute fantasy points next season. So I'm not cutting him yet. Yeah, uh, I I think I'm going to hold and kind of pinned on that one I, I know quarterback here i will be cutting um i have david blau i was just holding on to him for the championship just to to counteract the other owner having or the the other play, team i was playing had david blau who uh played quarterback for two games for the arizona cardinals i believe uh, so he's gone but jared stidham sounds like Derek carr is gone you got any hope for jared i know you hate jared stidham but you got any hope for jared stidham to be a starter, whatever. I mean, he played well down the stretch there, like limited opportunity. No. Okay. All right. That was, that was fun. Nope. Maybe. All right. How, I mean, <laughs> to be honest, the, the, the thing is, yes, I have a little bit of like, yeah. I, I don't think he's anywhere near a good or starting caliber quarterback in the league. The issue is like, there's a reason to roster him. And it's because people will think that he is because he put a couple of good games together at the end of a season when things didn't matter for them, people will actually hold a little bit of value into him. If he does have any situation to where he could possibly become the starter, he's competing for the Raiders job in training camp next year because they're letting Derek Carr go. He is actually going to be roster worthy. I just don't think he's, I don't think he should be, but uh, I'll let somebody else take him because I don't personally believe in him, which is probably the wrong process, but he, he is roster worthy in pretty much every format. You'll just let me deal with it. Got it. Yep. Love it. All right. Perfect. And then uh, last things here, running backs. Um, I th- Yeah, I'm, I'm holding on. Uh, I guess the only one I would really like Jeff Wilson, you know, Gus Edwards, like the other guys I'm not cutting, like Gus Edwards, you're just going to see what happens with, with JK Dobbins up there in, in Baltimore and see how this kind of off season rides out. 
Oh yeah, easily. He's definitely rosterable. He's a good. He's actually a good running back with a pulse. That's on a thirty-two. So that's fair. Perfectly fine rostering Gus Edwards. We'll we'll keep it short and sweet then on that one. I just wanted to kind of pick your brain and kind of see what level you know. Where's that? Where's that kind of bar at when we actually look at these cuts? So, um, anything? Any other rosters you want to touch on before we kind of dive into some trade candidates? Uh, just the thing that I got to talk to you about afterwards. There's a couple of guys on this Royal Rumble waiver wire that um, we should be looking at. So we'll, we'll get together after this, and we'll even, even though I'm fighting against you in that one, I want either one of us two to get them. I can't them. cut anybody. I can't. Yeah, you can't. Anybody. So yeah, let's go. It's all me. Let's go. It's all you. But uh, we, we have talked about the quarterback trade candidates, you know, mentioned Derek Carr, Brock Purdy, uh, Pickett, maybe a little bit of Kyler. And then I mentioned Russ. Any other quarterbacks that you maybe you thought of over the past half hour here? Um, or should we just kind of dive into I'm going to leave running back for last, but yep. wide receiver. Ryan Tannehill is, I think, another one that's going to be undervalued right now that I think yep. you can buy for a little bit of a discount. Could easily. Sh- I think he should be a starter next year somewhere. Um, lately I've been saying that he should probably be the starter in Washington. And even though that sounds gross, he would be a quarterback that's playing starting in starting at games. So that's well worth it in super flex leagues. The other one, and man, we, we did it in our auction league, uh, to attack of Iloa right now is going to be at a major discount in a lot of places because people are going to be panicked, um, with the injuries and the off season you know, questions of him. Are they going to, is he going to be their long-term future? Are you gonna try? Are you gonna give a contract to a guy that has all these injuries with him? So it's a lot of risk, man. But I think in the right roster, the right team, the right league, I think I could take a shot and take a stab at trying to capitalize on some depressed market value on Tua Tagovailoa. Yeah, I think it, it depends on the price. But if if the price is right, I'm willing to take a gamble, right? Like I feel like that's that's kind of where I'm at. And if the roster construction's right, like if I'm putting all my eggs in a basket and hoping two is going to be that guy for me, probably not the gamble I want to be taking. But if he could be QB three on my team, I mean, if I'm if I'm only having to pay, I mean, like legit, like just a singular first, like if it's not a top five, top eight pick, like I feel like I'm okay with it, but maybe yep. I'm in, in, in yeah. So like, I'm not sure if I'm alone in that, but yeah. It, I haven't again, seen him going for that low yet. Like we yeah, so not yet. a first, a second and a piece. So it's a l- little bit more than the risk I'd want to incur with Tua right now, but just, just put some feelers out in your leagues. There's going to be some managers who are yep. very scared of holding Tua throughout this off season. That panic time is coming. It is. It's coming. People are going to, like, he, he's not going to be playing this weekend. They're most likely getting bounced first round. Panic time, baby. Panic time. Uh, let's dive into wide receivers here. Last year, we had big time sells, right? Last year, I, I was like, I'm out on Debo. Like, this is the best it's going to get. Get rid of him while you can. Any off season, any sells at the wide receiver seat that you're looking at or any buys that you're looking at? I don't I mean, know nothing comes I, to mind right now, but actually, there there is one that I've been I've been seeing that Scott Connor's been pushing here a little bit here recently. He posted a Twitter comparison today of the seasonal stats from or the secondary peripheral stats, so like market share, yards per target, everything like that. And there are two guys that are the same, almost identical. Point two percent difference in market share, I believe, was the only difference in three peripheral stats for these guys. One is going to be extremely high valued, and one you can probably buy at a discount because of their situation, what they put on the field this year. 
Jalen Waddle and not Cortland Sutton, Jerry Judy. Okay. The other one, Jerry Judy, had almost the same exact season. And one is incredibly more valued than the other one. So if you can get first, I mean, you could probably get first on top of your Jalen Waddle for down tearing to Jerry Judy. 100%. And you're kind of almost getting the same player. Not the actual production on the field, but you're betting on Russ taking a step back, a bounce back in this offense. And Jerry Judy, I think, has planted himself as the one in this offense. It could be a high re- high benefit trade for you, and you're picking up just a free first that you can roll into this year with, holding on to a liquid asset, splitting your Jalen Waddle shares in a two. Uh, I actually really like that move. I think that's a prime sell candidate in Waddle and a prime buy candidate in Jerry Judy. Yeah, I, I I love that Waddle is actually up there. I you know, and and I I tie him to T Higgins, right? Like, and I love the talent of both of these players. Like T Higgins is is very talented. Jalen Waddle also very talented. They have a better wide receiver on that same team. Not that it's going to diminish like their. It's not going to diminish who they are as a player, but it will cap their upside, right? It, it'll put a cap on who they are. T Higgins is going to be a free agent, you know, I believe after 2023. So he might, you know, he's a little bit different, but I was selling T Higgins all last off season. I don't have any Waddle, but I, if I did, I'd be selling Jalen Waddle just because I feel like his value where he's perceived is way higher than the return. You're actually going to get in fantasy points, right? Like he's just a young wide receiver who is on a good offense. And that's, that's what he is like, love it. But not someone I'm I'm hoping is going to be the alpha on my championship winning team. I will sell my Jalen Waddle. If I can get Jerry Judy in a first, great. Man, if I could go get myself I, like an alpha, like Devontae Adams, like I I wonder what you could get. Could you get Devontae Adams in a first? Like Devontae Adams is going to be 31 years old. Definitely not mid to front end, I don't think, on the first. I think you could probably get a back end, maybe in the right circumstance with the right manager. Um, cause there's a lot of Jalen Waddle truthers out there. I still love sure. the talent. Um, still, still love the talent of Jalen Waddle. I just think it's over inflated compared to the rest of the league in terms of, I don't think he's by far and away better than a lot of these guys that are in the league. I think it was just right scheme, right fit and had a good year. Uh, but I don't think he should be elevated first plus past a lot of these guys. Um, uh, another one, if you want to get gross at some buys for wide receiver, um, another free agent, uh, like I mentioned earlier, it's a rough free agent class for wide receivers. So a lot of these guys are going to get overpaid. A guy that I like, he, I think he's a little bit better NFL than he is for fantasy, but I will still probably go out and buy a couple shares. I can't get over my fascination with Alan Lazard. Um, I, I love yeah. some Alan Lazard shares and going into a free agent offseason that's depleted. I think he could wind up in a decent position, at least what he was this year. And he had a you know, he had some starting stretches throughout this year where you could have been starting him. Now he killed me in a fantasy league this year, so I should probably hate him a little bit more. He knocked me out of the championship game um, or the semi-championship game. But uh, I do like Alan Lazard. And then the last one that I have at my receiver position is Hollywood Brown. Hollywood yes. Brown is going to be going into an offense where people are not going to be liking him because he's not going to be with his starting quarterback at the beginning of the year. 
However, I don't really care. He's going to be the one in this offense. We've already heard DeAndre Hopkins wanting out because he's getting older. He wants to go probably ring chasing like he's never been in before. Tried to leave Houston to go ring chase in Arizona and wound up in basically the same freaking position. So do feel for DeAndre Hopkins. He's probably going to get out of Arizona, it sounds like. So Hollywood Brown, the one in the offense with a perceived value dip with Kyler Murray not being the starter at the beginning of the year. I think you can buy some Hollywood Brown low. Yeah, I'm with you, and I would, and you mentioned his teammate, and that is a guy that I'd be willing to buy is DeAndre Hopkins. That too. Like, if I if you can go out and get both of those guys with the perce- perception that they're on the same team, and we saw kind of Hollywood sputter a little bit with with uh, with um, Hopkins on the field together, man, I, I Diop is just too freaking good, man. He just, he he's just so freaking good. I don't know where he's going to go. I, it might be a risk, but he is older, and I think you can get him at a cheap price. Um, Devonte Adams, I just mentioned. I, again, he's thirty years old. Like these are older guys. These are win now moves. This is not like, hey, I'm I'm competing in two years. Yeah. But like, he's thirty years old. He's going to be thirty one in December of next year. So it's still his age thirty year in twenty twenty three. So let's let's keep that in mind. Cooper Cup will also be thirty. A lot of these guys are going to be thirty. But your thirty year old wide receivers will be your top four or five guys. It just feels that way. Like that's just what's going to happen. Tyreek's twenty eight, but uh, and and Diggs is twenty nine. But those guys are not going anywhere. So yes, DeAndre Hopkins, uh, Devontae Adams, Chris Godwin is one that I am intrigued by. I love Chris Godwin. Everyone was like worried about him post ACL tear. No quarterback there. I feel like people are going to be concerned about the situation, and I'm not going to say that they're wrong. But I feel like he's a guy that can overcome whatever issues they may have. And I feel like Tampa Bay is a team that is going to bring in a quarterback. So in the next month and a half, two months here before free agency starts, I'm going to go get myself some Chris Godwin. And I feel like if Derek Carr went there, if you know any, I don't think Tom Brady's coming back. And I think nope. that's going to be the concern. But if you can get yourself a free agent quarterback, man, that's that's where I'm at. I think I'm right there with you, and I think I'd also buy his teammate too. Mike Evans burned a lot of people, burned a lot of people this year. I know he also won championships this year with his one blow-up game that came out of nowhere. But other than that, people are going to have a damn sour taste in their mouth for Mike Evans, and that's a guy who has only only produced his entire career. 1,000 yards and eight touchdowns every year before this one, I believe. And I don't think he did it this year on the touchdowns. I think he was close there on the yardage this year. If you want to look that one up for me while I continue to talk about Mike Evans. But, Absolutely. Yeah, Mike Evans and Chris Godwin, I think, are both buys because of their perceived their perceived situation is going to be low. And like you said, you bring in you bring in a free agent quarterback into there, you bring in a Derek Carr. It is weird that like a Derek Carr and Tom Brady could flip one for one, both of them. What do we got? Did he did he do it again? Would it I I'm floored. He had eleven hundred yards this year. <laughs> he had eleven hundred and twenty four oh yards. This year, he, he didn't have the eight touchdowns, but he did have six. So it was it was short on the touchdowns and it was saved in that last game, to be honest. I mean, when you had three True, touchdowns, yeah. 200 yards, saved both makes of them. Up. Yeah, he got over it in, the, in his last game, actually, there. So, hey, still still keeping the streak alive. Nine years in a row, thousand yards, I believe. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm with you. I think he'd be a good buy candidate as well. I don't he doesn't seem like he's really slowed down. Offense was was weak. Offensive line was poor. Lots of issues with that Tampa Bay offense. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, and I think at the price, you're going to be able to get them at this offseason. 
definitely a couple of good buys. Uh, I know we're kind of wrapping up here. Any tight ends you want to buy? I'm just going to go my two real quick. TJ Hawkinson and um, and David Njoku, big names, but I feel like Hawkinson went from being the fraudulent one to uh, a legitimate tight end candidate that you you can roll out week in and week out and you feel comfortable with. And Njoku being tied to Watson, it seemed like they had some chemistry, so we'll see what kind of uh, gets built. I don't know if you're buying low on either of them though yep you're gonna have to pay up for both of them especially in tight end premium leagues start two tight end leagues you're going to have to pay up but those are the guys you probably want to pay up for if you do want to do a little bit of more bargain bin shopping though i think Mike kasiki is the one that i like the most there because he's going to be a free agent going into his offseason i think you can also buy low on dalton schultz as well people don't seem to like dalton schultz even though all he's done is produced because he's a free agent as well Depends on if he stays in Dallas or if he goes to a different situation, probably for what his value will be next year. But I'm willing to take that chance. And if you want to double down on that chance, you can also buy some Peyton Hendershot, who is the backup there in Dallas. So if Dalton Schultz does leave, you can buy them both. Let's have both of them. Let's say one of them leaves and goes somewhere else. Now you can have possibly two starting tight ends there. So that's possibly a thing that I'm looking to do with my Dalton Schultz or Peyton Hendershot and my Kosicki shares. I, I forgot one more as well. Um, and, and, he broke out towards the end of the year, but Chig. Oh, yeah. Chig. Chig. Conqu- yeah, yeah, I can't pronounce be. his last name ever, but uh, Chiggy in Tennessee, that dude looks like he would be a fantastic option in, in that in that Tennessee offense. So we'll see what happens with their offensive coordinator situation, but he is a guy that I think you can buy for relatively cheap and that could end up returning some solid tight end numbers for you, especially in tight end premium. So uh, any last tight ends before we jump into running back and get out of here? Nope, I don't got anything else to tie in. Running back, right. do you got anybody in mind as we go into this offseason? It's it's really a like odd offseason for running back because we are still riding that 2017 class like yep. hardcore. And I feel like you can buy some of those guys. I don't want to buy Dalvin necessarily. I think I'm a little worried about him. I, I I don't know if I just have too much of a love for Alvin Kamara, but like it feels like Alvin, Derek Henry, like I feel like I want to buy all those guys and just ride them out if I if I'm a contender. But it also feels like this is the turning of the guard. Like there are a lot of running backs coming in this 2023 20, class, and they are going to absolutely have roles on these offenses. So I feel like if I can't get an elite producer that's older. I feel like I want to trade into like the back of the first, early second, maybe even mid second of this 2023 draft, just so I can scoop up Charbonnet, A Chain, Chase Brown. Um, I mean, we did a film session on Tajay Spears. Like that might be a little early for him, but like there's names in this draft that are going to be bodies in the NFL that profile well. Um, How do you feel about running back? Running back's weird, man, because while we have gone through this entire episode and we were, you know, taking out the trash, getting rid of wide receivers and buying or adding running backs, I want to add my running backs through the waiver wire. I don't really want to go out and actually buy my running backs right now unless I'm getting two for ones and I'm building depth at my running back position. Because, I mean, I'm going to be using draft capital or I'd rather just take the rookie. I don't have any necessity to go out and buy myself a Damian Harris share to see where he lands. There's no reason for me to take on that risk where he could just go to a crowded backfield. and I lose value on that trade. 
I want to be holding running backs or actually liquidating running backs at this point of the offseason and then picking up waiver wire running backs to replace them. That That's how I'm treating the running back position. Um, there's probably a couple of guys that you could look around the league and say, I might be able to get a little bit of a value here or there. But in in large sense, um, no, man, I, I don't really try to target running backs at this point of the offseason. You're right. And I apologize. I was looking. I'm looking like towards the season and you're right. I am not buying any, any running back at this point. Nope. Yeah, no, I'm, I want capital so I can buy them towards the season, but like those are guys I'm going to start looking at as the season rolls around. So yes, definitely a, a mistake on my part. January stick in January, not buying any, any 27, 28 year old running backs right now who, uh, yeah, yeah, we'll do we'll do more look ahead look ahead stuff at the running back position as we move forward. Looking at the free agent running backs, matching them up in some destinations, stuff like that. But at this point, yeah, almost not even worth the process to really be talking about these guys now. One hundred percent. My bad. I I, you know, I I love looking ahead, man. I just love yeah. You just, ahead. you just get out ahead of yourself two times. I just got to reel you back. Just got to reel you back. You do. I got to pull me back in. Um, <laughs> You know, and, and speaking of you know, reeling me back in, like we we do, we 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 have a lot on the slate here coming in the coming months. We've started to break things down. We're going to look at uh, the free agent class. We're going to be looking at you know free agents to be landing spot potentials, those types of things. We're looking at at that for each position. We're going to be looking at the rookies. We're going to dive into the 2023 rookie class and break down individual players. Look at uh, rookie mocks, and we will be doing a ton of mocks here coming you know coming up so lots on the slate yep. in the few next few months anything else in the next few months you want to point out nope drafts all, all the right. time we're gonna be trying to get as many drafts as we can like you said um we need to do another startup draft here too we need to get a startup draft going for january going at some time yeah i think we should we'll get that going and probably put out another video on one of those here as people are starting to do their startup drafts, um, you know, we've got our startup draft and auction right now. It's a little bit harder to do mocks for that because every every draft is different, but we definitely could do them for Snake. And um, we'll, we'll get that one set up this week and try to get that out to you all here in the next week or two. Love it. All right. Well, uh, I think that finishes things up here. Any any last things you want to touch on? All right, man. No, man. Wraps on out of here. Got to go take out the trash in real life now. So, uh <laughs> Appreciate you joining us again. Like, subscribe, and we really appreciate you, you and your support. So please, please, please smash that sub button. It does so much for us. Uh, have a great rest of your week, and we will see you next time here in the Fantasy Draft Room. <laughs>